0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is Wednesday, June 19th. This is episode number 781. We're going to be talking about week three from the Momstrong International Bible study. And I am calling this one Peace in the Age of Anxiety. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So if you're not following me over at Mom Strong International, I want to encourage you to do it. This is the time of the week, Wednesday, when I go through the Bible study. And for the summertime, we are studying the fruits of the spirit and just really trying to unpack what God's heart was in giving us these fruits of the spirit, these evidences that God is at work in us. And so I hope you guys are, are, are digging in with me today is a great opportunity for you if you haven't joined us yet, if you've not downloaded the study, if you haven't joined MomStrong International beyond the scripture writing challenge, summertime is a great time to do that because we don't have most, well, I do because I'm writing a book and I'm traveling. When am I gonna get a break? I'm looking at my engineer. Not in the foreseeable future. <laughs> Well, today is a really good opportunity for all of us to get into the Word of God, regardless of how busy we are. Uh, the Bible teaches us that we need the Word of God. We need it. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And, uh, also when you join Mom Strong International, you can bring your kids into it with you. They can do the Kids Strong section. Uh, there's a scripture writing challenge in cursive over at MomStrong International for the Bible study section. And uh, we would love to see you become a leader. You can lead an MSI study group in your church. You can lead one in your neighborhood, at your homeschool co-op. I am just thrilled to see so many of you really wanting to study God's word. Timothy was instructed by Paul to study to show himself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who can rightly divide the word of truth. And at MomStrong International, that's what our goal is, is to help you prioritize the study of God's word, to learn it. To love in it and then to lead with it. And so, uh, this is a great time. Visit me online, momstronginternational.com, and you can uh, download this study today. I only have, you know, 15 minutes to go over week three with you, but the study goes much farther in depth than I will be able to do here. And it's an opportunity for you to uh, to really dig into and unpack the truths of scripture that help us in everyday life. So we really need them. Uh, so momstronginternational.com. Wednesday is my day to just say, hey, you guys, um, are you studying the word with us yet? So if you're not yet, get into it. Summertime's a great time to do it, momstronginternational.com. All right, this is a really awesome week. We're studying peace, right? We've been uh, We're on week three now. We've been studying the fruits of the spirit. We talked about anger. And today we're really going to talk about peace and I this is this is a study that is near and dear to my heart a topic that I have dealt with a lot in my life because as many of you know if you've been listening to me for any length of time uh I have st- uh, struggled with severe anxiety most of my adult life and really Um, the Lord has given me victory. it's not that I don't have days of of anxiety or moments where I feel anxious, but I'm not living with this constant knot in my stomach anymore. And uh, a a huge part of that healing was uh, based on my walking with the Lord and allowing him to replace my anxiety with his peace. And peace is something that we all want but really in the culture right now, I don't see a lot of people with it. Um, there's, I feel like the tension in the culture right now, so I think you could cut it with a knife. And uh, we've got you know, issues even in our own homes. Let's set the culture aside for a second. The chaos of children, the stress of marriage and work and daily life. I think that we're more worried now than we ever have been. Uh, even though you could argue that we live in the safest, most comfortable technologically and medically advanced society in human history, We are the most anxious. Studies show that even preschoolers and elementary age children are being diagnosed with anxiety disorders. And so it's hard to think that peace in the culture could ever be a reality. But God teaches us that peace is not dependent on our circumstances. Peace is the unmistakable sign of the presence of God in our lives. It's like joy. Joy is not dependent on our circumstances. Uh, There have been many times in my life when I have been filled with an unexplainable, indescribable joy in the midst of terrible struggles. And that's because those are fruits of the Spirit. They're evidence that God is at work in us, that he's moving through us, and that his Spirit is at work in us. So the Holy Spirit, this peace that comes from God, is woven into our character as we mature in our faith right? And so this virtue, this peace, it grows and it brings with it freedom, freedom from discontentment, freedom from ungratefulness, freedom from the battle to become somebody that we're not. And uh, we could spend tremendous amounts of money, right, trying to achieve peace. And I'm telling you, it's an industry. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, the United States citizens spend over $42 billion a year in the treatment of anxiety disorders. And that doesn't include the amount of money that we spend on uh, vacations and relaxation so that we can reduce stress in our life, right? We get medication to silence the symptoms and pay for therapy to help us learn the tricks to achieving peace. And often these are very necessary and they're helpful things to seek out. But our lack of peace is a cultural problem Crisis. It is a spiritual crisis. We truly do live in the age of anxiety. Um, I wanna address really quickly my own struggle with anxiety again, because I think it's important uh, for you to understand something. I am not knocking medication. I think medication sometimes is necessary. And certainly for me, it was very helpful at a point in my life when I was so broken on the inside that I could not quiet those voices long enough to even hear from the Lord. And so a lot of you are listening to this today and you've got a host of stressors in your life, right? You might have come from a dysfunctional family, maybe you're coming out of a of, a, of an abusive relationship or an abusive marriage and you're and you're struggling with anxiety and there is a place absolutely for getting professional medical help. I think there's a place for getting um, counseling. We wanna be getting counseling from men and women who know Jesus and who can give us biblical counseling. But as I talk about peace that comes from God and living in an age of anxiety and looking at peace as a fruit of the spirit, I am in no way saying that uh, I think medicine is wrong. Here's where I think it's it's messed up. So I spent most of my adult life uh, until about five years ago, often on um, anti-anxiety medications. I think I tried every one of them in the book. My anxiety was so severe. And some of you are listening to this and you're going, wait a second. I heard her speak at a conference 10 years ago. I You, you didn't look anxious to me. Well, people can be very anxious and not look like it. All right? We are very good at hiding things. And part of the reason why I didn't share my struggle with anxiety until about, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago was because I was so concerned about what people would think about me. I thought, man, if they know that, I, that I'm struggling with anxiety, if they know that I have struggled with depression, then they're not gonna respect me. Then they won't listen to me. And you know what? That was a lie from the enemy, it's the enemy who says that we can't share our weaknesses. It's the enemy that says that we should be more concerned about what people think of us than about coming to the Lord and just saying, Father, help me, give me freedom from this. And in my life, and, and it's a, a long story, too long to go over today, I will just say that um, when I experienced the peace, finally, that passes understanding, it came after years of me cr- crying out to the Lord and just saying, Lord, I need, I need your help. I need your help. And it came after, not before I was willing to just confess it to the multitudes and say, hey, this is, a, this is a deal in my life. This is real. This is tough. And my kids have watched me right do this and our close friends have watched this, but my life has been so public that it just felt insurmountable to me. And uh, I have never been more at peace, not that we don't have struggles, um, but a lot of things have helped me over the years. Um, I read a book a long time ago called Search for Significance. I'll link back to that in the show notes today. Um, and off, on and off of of the medications, but what it really was was seeing myself the way the Lord sees me, and being able to put my life, and my past, and my future, in His hands, and then leave it there. Because so often what we want to do is we want to take it with us. Lord, I'm worried about these things. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you today, but then we don't leave it with Him. We take it back again, and uh, nobody knows what it was like to suffer, like the Apostle Paul. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians 11, starting at the second half of verse 23. Paul says, I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders have given me 39 lashes. I don't know if you guys know this, but 40 is considered uh, a death sentence. So they gave him just enough to not kill him, right? Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. This guy is actually kind of ruining the prosperity gospel right now. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. Moment of silence. I have worked hard and long Enduring many sleepless nights, I've been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray? And I do not burn with anger. You see, while writing the book of Philippians, Paul was in prison. He was facing torture and possibly execution. And yet look at the statement that he made in Philippians 4. I have learned the secret of being content and in every situation. And so really that's what it comes down to. And so if you're listening to this today and you're going, "I, just, I can't, Heidi, I can't get out of this pit that I'm in. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The Lord will help you. It's part of the reason why I speak about this so often Um and it's why I carry my essential oils with me. You guys have said, have, you've heard me talk about that. I think that God has given us the tools for because trauma is real and nobody knew it better than Paul, right? And he's saying, I've learned that I can be content in whatever situation that I find myself in. And you're going, wait a second, how can somebody who's been beaten, tortured, starved, sleepless, homeless, how can he be content? I'm discontent when my kids misbehave. I'm frustrated when I didn't get the relaxing evening that I wanted, and yet Paul is under constant physical, emotional, and psychological stress, and yet he's at peace. How? Well, I guess it would be easy for us to say, well, of course he can be at peace. He's, you know, Paul. (laughs) But before you guys start to think that contentment is a natural talent or something that we simply have because we're amazing, I want you to look closely at this verse. He says he learned it. He learned the secret of being content. That means it's something that doesn't come naturally. And this is absolutely what the Lord's been teaching me in my life. I had to say, oh my goodness, Father, I'm, I'm anxious again. I, I gave it to you and then I took it back. Show me how to not take it back. It's a learning process. Psalm 85 verse eight in the NIV says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people. You see, God's not gonna put that in his word if it's not possible for his children to attain, to achieve, to experience, right? God desires to give us his peace. He doesn't say it's gonna be easy. That's never the message of the the Bible. In fact, Jesus said, in this world, you're gonna have trouble, but guess what? Take heart, I've overcome the world. I've done it, and I'm gonna continue to do it. And so, even though it's not easy, and it's not instantaneous, as we mature in Christ, we can step into a greater degree of contentment and rest as we learn to do everything through Christ who gives us strength, right? So the juxtaposition of Jesus becoming our peace and breaking down every wall at the cost of him bearing the wrath of God the Father on the cross is a hard reality, But this reality can bring us to a place of really grappling with the deep cost of salvation. God sent his son, Jesus, who died on the cross for us so that we would be set free. And if we don't take the full instruction of God's word and reconcile his love and his anger, then we sell salvation short, and Jesus died in vain. So let's love him enough to learn the whole counsel of his word, not just the parts that are socially acceptable. And in this way, we honor his sacrifice to create peace for all of us. So I'm gonna look really quickly at Philippians chapter four, verses four to 13. So if you're listening to this and you're studying along with me at MomStrong International, uh, I'm about on page 43 right now. So I'm down in the study away. So when you download the study, you're gonna get a month at a time. I'm on week three, which is why I'm on page 43. So if you wanna follow along with me, Uh, That's where I am. I know a bunch of you are doing this in groups. So I'll give you just a second. Philippians 4, chapter four, starting in verse four through verse 13. Here's what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the peace of God will be with you. Notice he doesn't say the peace of God might be with you. He says the peace of God will be with you. Paul's not just telling us that he has it. He's telling us how to get it. He's telling us how to get it. So what is he saying to do in this passage? The first thing he's saying is rejoice always. He doesn't say rejoice when things are going great. He says, rejoice always. Now, there's a difference between going, yay, I'm just so happy that I was in in this car accident. Oh, I'm just so happy that I got this unexpected bill, like Jay and I right now, uh, dealing with a a massive water problem in our home. Two years ago, it was the pipes outside our house. We had to dig a big trench in the middle of winter, run a whole new line. And then we just learned about a month and a half ago that every pipe in our house has to come out, has to be repiped. It is expensive. And I was so frustrated. I was like, well, I guess we're gonna have to take out a loan. I mean, who's got that kind of money just sitting around? And I started to get frustrated. And Jay so rightly reminded me, he's like, Heidi, the Lord has always provided for us, always. He's provided miraculously. So let's rejoice because God's gonna show himself faithful again. And that's what Paul is saying, rejoice always. He's in the middle of your suffering, in the middle of your struggle. Let your gentle spirit be known to all. Because why? Because the Lord is near. And then he goes on to say, don't be anxious about anything. Now, I don't know about you, but it's, that's, a, that's a tough one for me, be anxious for nothing? So that phone call I get that I didn't want to get, that sin struggle that I know that my child is struggling with, that um that issue in my marriage that I'm concerned about, this financial thing that's in front of me, be anxious about nothing? Yep, that's right. Yeah, you're right, as my sister, as my daughter Sierra would say, be anxious for nothing. But here, the, here's his instruction. But instead, by prayer and supplication, supplication meaning letting the Lord know what you need, with Thanksgiving, so Father, here I am, this is my need. Thank you so much that I can trust you. Thank you that you sent your son. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're good and you let your request be made known to God. And then as a result of that, the peace of God, which the Bible says surpasses our understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And that guard that the Lord sets there is what keeps us from going off the rails. It's what keeps us walking in right relationship with him. You guys, this is important stuff. We wanna be uh, walking in such a way that our lives say that we trust the Lord, that we, that we believe that his spirit is in us and that he, uh, he'll never let us down and he never will. All right, this is so good. And speaking of uh, good, the verse today from the Mom's International Scripture Writing Challenge is found in Ephesians. It's Ephesians chapter four, verses one to three. I therefore, this is Paul again, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. And here comes again, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond Of peace that is god's heart for you lean into it today. You guys lean into it God wants to set you free He came to set you free free from your anxiety free from your fear He wants to replace that fear with his peace and it really is Miraculous. Hope you guys are enjoying the study. You can download the study and dig into it even deeper At momstronginternational.com. and also when you subscribe to the bible study uh, That eight dollars a month is going a whole long way to helping us. Uh, write these Bible studies for you every month and get them out there. And so we're just thrilled to have you joining us. Next episode, uh, the amazing Dr. Duke Pesta, who is the president and founder of the Freedom Project Academy. And he does some amazing videos online, exposing a lot of things happening in the culture and really bringing clarity to it. He is gonna be on the show with me on Friday and you are not going to want to miss it. So come back on Friday and uh, listen to my guest, Dr. Duke Pesta. In the meantime, you guys, Cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares about you. Have a great day, you guys, and I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.